Hello, people of Earth, and hello, Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Happy Halloween and happy spooktacular October 31st boo days to rapper Vanilla Ice, former WKKL general manager Naomi Ehrenberg, the late John Candy, explorer Christopher Columbus, pop singer Willow Smith, and the late Apollo 11 astronaut, not Michael Collins. The 2010 show The Walking Dead, the Are You Free of the Dark show from the 1990s, Madonna's song Like a Virgin, Bon Jovi's 1986 song Living on a Prayer, 2008's Changeling, 2013's Horns, Queen's 1975 song Bohemian Rhapsody and 2014's Nightcrawler all debuted on this respective day. Belated birthdays go out to Kristen Phillips' niece Harper Phillips and Ami Aris' four-year-old daughter whose birthdays were yesterday, October 30th. Happy early birthday to Daniel Burkoff of Hyannis, Massachusetts, whose birthday is on November 2nd. And also, happy early congrats to his sister, Tina, on her upcoming wedding this weekend. Warning, bad vampire voice ahead, twice, before I get to this week's big Halloween flashback fun, filled with six familiar films you'll recognize. I have some news to get to. Mostly good, but there's two bits not so good news. Let's get the bad news down first. <coughs> Sorry. Vampire voice hard to do for long. It is my great sorrow to announce another musical icon has joined Loretta Lynn, Elvis Presley, Taylor Hawkins, Naomi Judd, Angela Lansbury, Bill Withers, and many others on that stage in the sky. 87-year-old Jerry Lee Lewis, the rockabilly artist whose pounding piano moves and vocals helped create the sound of rock and roll, passed away Friday, October 28th. The singer was known for smash hits of like Great Balls of Fire, Whole Lot of Shaking Going On, and Marrying His 13-Year-Old Cousin. Entertainment had another so-called death happen Friday. The dissolving of Tom a football player, Tom Brady and model Giselle Buchanan's marriage. Their 13-year marriage, I should say. They filed for divorce that day. The couple shares two kids and are trying to make the new situation work for them. And better news, Jeff Goldblum is about to step into the role of the wonderful Wizard of Oz. We hear he is a whiz. If ever there was, there was. If ever, ever there was, there was. The wizard was. Because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. IGN reported Friday the Jurassic Park star will become the man behind the curtain in John M. Chu's upcoming Wicked movies. A prequel to The Wizard of Oz... Wicked began life on a, as a Broadway play, telling the story of how Alphabet became the Wicked Witch of the West while Glinda became the Good Witch. The upcoming Wicked adaptation will actually be two movies, splitting the sto- original story in two, with Goblin playing the wizard in both. Yes, 
we will be talking about Bruno at the end of the year. Collider.com proclaimed October 28th. If you think we should send 2022 off with a celebration, Disney agrees with you. That's why they've put together a massive special that celebrates the year and the success of one of Disney Studios' most popular animated films, Encanto. For the end of the year holiday celebrations, Disney Plus is bringing us Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl, an unprecedented live concert that is set to make Hollywood history. During the event, the iconic stage of the Hollywood Bowl will be transformed into the magical Casita of the Magical Family. The cast members are all set to bring the vibrant songs of the Academy Award-winning movie to life. Labeled by Disney as a live-to-film concert experience, the show will feature a whopping 80-person orchestra, 50 dancers, and out-of-the-world special effects. And concert fans worldwide are also invited. The concert will be filmed across their two live performances on November 11th and 12th before hitting Disney Plus in late December. Deadline.com reported two days ago that another WandaVision Disney spinoff series is in the works called Vision Quest. The article said it focuses on Paul Bettany's vision attempting on regaining his memory and his humanity. The Underwander Vision spinoff is Agatha House of Harkness, led by Catherine Kahn. Attention Venom fans, we have some news that means Venom 3 is closer to becoming true. It was announced Friday that Venom 3 has found its director. After writing and directing the first two Venom films, Kelly Marcel will end up helming the film. Great news, Friday the 13th fans. The HollywoodReporter.com declared later today, earlier today, just in time for Halloween, Peacock has announced that it has gone straight to series on Crystal Lake, a prequel drama based on the hit horror movie franchise Friday the 13th. Brian Fuller, the prolific television creator behind such shows as American Gods and Star Trek Discovery, will write, showrun, and executive produce a series, which will be produced by A24, the studio known for buzzy movies such as Everything Everywhere All at Once and this year's horror one-two punch, X and Pearl. Friday the 13th is a horror franchise that launched in 1980 and gave the world Jason Voorhees, the hockey mask slasher who mostly kills in and around the verdant and idyllic grounds of Camp Crystal Lake. Lake, save for the rare jump to New York or outer space. The movies birthed a TV series once before, as well as novels, video games, and a host of merchandise as the franchise became a part of pop culture. It's time for Halloween flashback fun. Now, if you excuse the rubbish, French-sounding oh, vampire voice, one of the most famous Halloween monsters of all time is the one, the only, Vampire Camp Dracula, Count Dracula, from Bram Stoker's 1897 book of the same name. The Count has been the, called the archetype for all subsequent film vampires. Valley, and Valley he has been in hundreds of entertainment adaptations, including 1930 Vance Dracula, 
Sie waren ein Tag in Arbeit. Is 1958's British Gothic horror film Dracula, starring Christopher Lee as Dracula himself, and Peter Cushing, along with Melissa Stribling, Michael Gio, and Carol Marsh. It's a horror film which had its world premiere in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on May 8, 1958, as House of Horror, horror of Dracula and a double build with Ick, with another film, and in London on May 28, 1958, Jonathan Harker arouses the wrath of the vampire Count Dracula after he gets a job at his castle under false pretenses. According to his Wikipedia page, the film was titled, retitled Horror of Dracula to avoid confusion with the United U.S. original by Universal Pictures, 1931's Dracula. As Count Dracula, Lee fixed the image of the famed vampire in popular culture. Christopher Flailing writes, Dracula introduced fangs, red contact lenses, decolletage, the ready prepared wooden sticks, and in the celebrated credit sequence, blood being splattered from off screen over the Count's coffin. The film earned around 3.5 million in theatrical rentals worldwide. According to the IMDb.com, Christopher Lee, who plays Dracula, only has 16 lines and seven minutes of total screen time in the entire film. <clears throat> Sorry, I have to stop on the vampire voice. Speaking of vampires, current, vamp- current Batman Robert Pattinson put viewers in Hollywood under a hypnotizing spell as Stephanie Meyer's vampire Edward Cullen in 2008's Twilight, which totally rocketed him to stardom, and it was three years after his first film debut in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, playing a certain doomed Hogwarts student named Cedric Diggory. Anyways, the supernatural romance fantasy horror, which also starred Kristen Stewart, Billy Burke, Jackson Rathbone, Taylor Lautner, Nikki Reed, and Cam Giganti, flew from the page to the big screen on November 21st, 2008. The love story of vegetarian vampire Edward Cullen and human Bella Swan sucked over 393 million gallons of blood from moviegoers worldwide. Sorry, get it? Sucked gallons of blood? Vampires? Sorry, that was awful. It rocketed Patterson, Stewart, and Lonham to stardom, and thus began the Twilight series. The sequel, starting with 2009's New Moon and ending with 2012's The Twilight Saga Breaking Down Part 2, were released every year. According to IMDb.com, Robert Passant had never even heard of The Twilight Book before being cast. He only attended casting since he liked Kristen Stewart's performance in 2007's Into the Wild. And before Stewart's cast as Bella, Michelle Trachtenberg, Jennifer Lawrence, and Sarah Paxson were considered for the role with the next Scream film, The Sixth Entry, coming in exactly five months from today. It seems right to talk about the 1996 original, 
directed by the late Wes Craven. The December 20th, 1996 slasher stars the talents of Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Skeet Ulrich, and Drew Barrymore. As it is extremely well known and made quite the pop horror culture icon out of its villain Ghostface, it doesn't even really need a recap. And I talked about it last year. According to its Wikipedia page, the film combines black comedy and whodunit mystery with the violence of the slasher genre to spoof the cliches of the horror movie genre popularized in such film in films such as Halloween 1978, Variety of the 13th 1980, and Craven's own A Nightmare on Elm Street 1984. Scream was considered unique at the time of its release for featuring characters who are aware of real-world horror films and openly discuss the cliches featuring characters who are aware that discuss the cliches that the film attempted to subvert. The film received positive reviews and was a financial success, earning $173 million worldwide, becoming the highest-grossing slasher film until the release of Halloween 2018. Scream success spawned a series of sequels, though only Scream 2, released the following year, achieved an equal level of commercial success. It began a long-running film franchise, of which the last one was this year's requel, simply called Scream. Old Ghostface will be back in theaters on March 31st, 2023, according to imdb.com. Joaquin Phoenix actually turned down the role of Billy Loomis, and when Henry Winkler opens the clo- his closet at the 52-minute mark, his black scene, his black leather Fonzie jacket from the 1974 TV show Happy Days is hanging in it. Now to balance out those films with three lighter horror-slash-supernatural comedy films, with Ghostbusters director Ivan Reitman's death on... February 11th this year, it seems right to take a look back at his June 8th, 1984 supernatural comedy, starring Dan Aykroyd, the late Harold Ramis, who also wrote it, Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Hudson, Rick Moranis, and Annie Potts. The film was about a trio of eccentric parapsychologists who started ghost-catching business in New York City. It was the very first comedic film to use expensive special effects. And due to this and its high budget, the studio behind it, Columbia Pictures, didn't exactly have much hope it would do well. But it was number one in theaters for seven straight weeks. It originally captured 282.2 million ghosts during its theatrical run. But further releases but further releases made the total gross go to 295.2 million ghost caught, making it one of 1980s most successful comedies. It's won a gigantic media franchise, including animated TV shows, its 1989 sequel, Ghostbusters, too. Um, and let's not even go there with the female-led 2016 Ghostbusters reboot that flopped. Video games, clothing, haunted attractions, 
board games, comic books, and lots more. A direct sequel to the film 2001's Ghostbusters Afterlife was released to great success and is already getting a sequel. According to IMDb.com, the firehouse said that the, the Ghostbusters used for their headquarters have, would also be used as the mechanic shop in 1994's The Mask. And the demonic voice of Dana Sassoul was actually directed, done by director Reitman. And Patty Edwards provided the ghost for, voice, for Gozer. It's alive! It's alive! Young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks' core comedy spoof of the multiple 1930 ver- films of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, starring the late Gene Wilder, Cloris Leachman, Marty Feldman, Peter Boyle, Madeline Kahn, Gene Hackman, and Kenneth Mars, first came to life on, 19, on December 15, 1974. The film, which doesn't even need a recap, earned 86.2 million Abbey Normal Brains. Even after all these decades later, it still continues to be a classic comedy and, if you want my opinion, the perfect film to watch on Halloween if you want something with a lot more comedy than true horror. A, a short-lived stage version of the film was on Broadway from 2007 to 2009. According to IMDb.com, the skulls that Freddy and Inga find in the castle were actual skulls, uh, apart from the one that was six months dead. That skull was handcrafted. Like zoinks! June 14th marked 20 years since Ruby Roo, that, that revelable, food-loving, brave Rate Rain, and his friends Freddy, Raphne, Relma, and Rello food-loving coward Raggy first went on their rig screen case. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. Um, Scooby Talk stuck my throat and it's tough to do for long. Translation, Tuesday marked, uh, my mistake, June 14th marked 20 years since Fred, Velma, Shaggy, Daphne, and the chicken-hearted Great Dane Scooby-Doo went on their very first big screen case. Four years after the gang's first direct-to-DVD movie, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, Mystery Inc. went to the big screen with 2002's Scooby-Doo movie, requested by... Major Scooby fan, Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis, Massachusetts. It was directed by Roger Gosnell, produced by Robert Engelman, and starred the talents of Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller, Matthew Lillard, Linda Cardinelli, Rowan Atkinson, and Frank Welker. The 275 worldwide Scooby Snack grocer focused on those meddling kids, a.k.a. Mr. Inc., who reunite after two years to investigate a mystery, a mystery on Spooky Island, a popular horror-themed resort with mis- mis- mysterious goings-on. It was so successful, a, sk- a sequel, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, also directed by Gosnell, was released in March 2004. The 2020 CGI reboot, Scoob, is on HBO Max. According to IMDb.com, when Daphne tries to recruit Scooby and Shaggy to inspect the castle with her, 
Shaggy outright refuses. He says, like, Scoob and me don't do castles because castles have paintings eyes that watch you and suits of armors that you think is a statue with a guy inside that follows you every time you turn around. Everything Shaggy says did happen in What a Night for a Night, the very first Scooby-Doo cartoon episode to be aired. What's also neat is that before Linda Cardinelli won the role of Velma, Christina Ricci, Elisa Milano, and Carlo Gugino were all considered for it. Other Halloweeny films include, of course, Nightmare Before Christmas, Sherlock, uh, <clears throat> Sleepy Hollow, the Child's Play movies, the Addams Family movies, Beetlejuice, Rosemary's Baby, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, Hocus Pocus, Frankenweenie, Paranorman, Coraline, The Ring, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films, Nightmare on Elm Street, and many more. Happy Halloween, my minions! Will you meet again very shortly? Bye now!